welcome to the Living in the Yum podcast. I'm your host, Emma Garrison with Balance and Bliss Coaching. We will uncover ways to break through those limiting beliefs and stand in the power of you. Each week, the Living in the Yum series brings innovative, thought-provoking, and actionable content to help you gain clarity, alignment, and connection with your soul and heart. It's time to take action. Take an authentic stand for yourself and unapologetically live more into the young every single day. Are you ready? Here we go. All right. Melissa, I'm so excited you are here on the Living in the Yum podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, so this is incredible. So Melissa and I are in a mastermind group together, and she has been so amazing to have in my sphere. She really radiates just positivity and connection and has incredible insights, and she's a really powerful being, and I'm excited to bring you on. She is also a life coach who works on wellness and happiness. She is uh, also a certified nutrition and health coach and brings so much to the table. And I'm excited for people to hear your story, to hear who you are and what you do. And we'll also dig into people pleasing a little bit today. Awesome. That sounds great. Thank you so much. You are, you're definitely a blessing to have in my circle. You know, it's one of those things that together we rise, right? So, you know, the more we surround ourselves with like spirits and we motivate and push each other, it's the amazing things that we can do. Oh my gosh. Totally. Yeah. Totally. It's the best. Um, okay. So I know obviously you have a super amazing story And I want you to share that with anybody who's listening. So can you talk us through your journey, how you got here? What brought you into the coaching space? What, what has your story been? Absolutely. So um, my story, basically my journey began about six and a half years ago. I went to a wedding and it was in Las Vegas, Nevada. So much fun. And then the wedding photos came back and I'm (laughs) looking at these photos and it was like, who is this person sitting next Mm. to my children? And just like that, it hit me, you know, all of the weight gain that I had, um, I had just gotten out of a divorce and, Mm. you know, doing all of that process, you know, trying to co-parent, trying to start my life over again. And, you know, I was a definite people pleaser. I would eat my emotions. I would do everything to please other people. And in turn, I would just eat. And so, just like that, it hit me. I saw these photos and I didn't even recognize myself. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of, that's when it all began. I really decided then that I needed to take control of my life. And I wasn't really sure what that was at the time. <laughs> yeah. So I just started, uh, I just started moving. You know, my story began just going from like really being lazy couch potato. I ate out every single meal. I hated cooking. Mm-hmm. And, um, so yeah, just started exercising and walking on the treadmill turned into a little bit of jogging, which then turned into running. And so I went from being, you know, I hate using the word, but you know, extremely morbidly obese to mm-hmm. running my first half marathon. And at the end of all of that process, I released 115 pounds. 
Um, yes, girl. Super, thank you. Super, super <laughs> exciting. And also I did it, you know, I did it naturally. I did it the healthy way. It was moving my body and it was learning how to eat. And so basically I got involved in how, to, you know, how do you feed yourself? How do you properly feed mm. yourself? You know, calories are calories. You know, I don't believe in eliminating anything. So I wanted to know how to properly, you know, support my system as I was going through this process. And so I started researching that led to my first certification as a nutrition and health coach. And then through that, it really became clear that it's not necessarily the food either, like mind body connection, like everything has to be in alignment for everything to fall into place. And so that's when I started diving into, wait a second, like I'm at the lowest weight I've ever been, you know, the most fit I've ever been, but yet I was still miserable and I was still making decisions that were, you know, now looking back, you know, definitely a benefit for me, but in the, in those moments, you know, it was, it was not good decisions. And so Mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out why I was repeating all of these patterns of my past. And so that's when I realized, you know, the, really for me, the, the secret sauce or that secret recipe was really taking control of my life, living for myself, putting myself first and making decisions to benefit myself and my improvement which in turn, you know, would spread out and benefit my children and my family and friends and those around me. And so that's when I decided the life coaching aspect was something I was very interested in um, because that's what I needed. So, you know, your, your best client is yourself. And so I really embarked on that journey and I love learning. So that's kind of my, (laughs) my path that started it all. Oh my gosh. And how relatable is this story? I feel like, I mean, I, would assume many people have seen photos of themselves and thought, oh my gosh, who is that person? Or have gotten to their goal weight and like, oh my gosh, I'm still not happy. Why am I not happy? This is supposed to be the end of all means, right? Like this is where I sit in my joy and everything is perfect and I have no problems. And it's like, oh my gosh, come on girl. Like there's, there's more happening. And I think, that's where the power of coaching comes in. And it's, it's got to do with the mindset and to your point, the self love component, right? Like how do, how do we learn to rewire to put ourselves first? Mm -hmm. You know, and I feel like as, as women and, you know, myself as a mother, we put everybody else first. You know, my children came first, you know, my, my husband at the time came first, you know, my career came first. It was always about, what I needed to do to make sure my children were provided for. And so with that, it was putting my own needs on the back burner. You know, I wasn't exercising. I was super busy. So if we had to run through a fast food restaurant because the kids were hungry, then I was eating hamburgers every day. You know, it's kind of Mm -hmm. one of those things. And yeah, like I just feel like really learning that, you know, when we are our best and we are taking care of ourselves, and we are filling up our cup and our cup is overflowing, then we can give from our overflow. And it's once we're giving from that overflow space that my children are healthier now and my family mm-hmm. is healthier now. My friends are healthier now because it spreads out to those around you. Yes. And I think that's like the most ironic part about people pleasing too is And I've noticed in the last couple of years, I have surrounded myself with people pleasers, which I didn't, I was not aware of until recently where I've like started to pick up on this patterning. Um, And I myself, you know, was a people pleaser for a long time. And I think that people pleasing is so ironic because it does nothing 
for the people around you. Right. Like your positive intention in wanting to people please Mm -hmm. is not coming to fruition. Right. It's actually, yeah, it's very, it's very selfish. You know, when, when you think that you're doing things to help other people and it's going to make their thing, you know, it's going to make their life better. It's going to make things easier for them. It's actually very selfish. It's coming from a very self-centered place of I'm doing this because I want to be liked. I'm doing this because I want you to think I'm great. You know, I'm doing this because I want to be a great mom or a great wife or a great employee. It doesn't come from a place of, I'm really trying to do this for you, right? Like it, it always has this other side to it that people don't really think about. And mm-hmm. it's really it's really eye-opening when when you step into that space of, you know, wait a second, I'm going to take 100% responsibility for my life. And what, is, what am I actually doing for anybody? I'm not doing anything for anybody other than making myself miserable. And, and that's that's a hard pill to swallow. Yeah. And making myself miserable by trying to please other people, which is really just frustrating for those people around you, because if they're aware of the people pleasing patterns, there's, there's a level of frustration and sort of annoying behavior for somebody who's witnessing the people pleasing. Mm -hmm. Like, I just want you to speak your truth. Absolutely. And people pleasing is not that. Yeah. You know, it's, it's interesting that you say that I have really found in the last, I would say about the last two and a half years, for sure. I've really discovered people who I thought were great friends. You know, these great relationships that I had were really based on a false, a false identity that I gave off to people. They didn't really know me because I was so busy being who everybody wanted me to be that once Mm -hmm. I decided enough, like I'm, I'm going to be myself and I'm going to live my life for me. It really like, you know, during that process, you know, I lost friends. I went just actually within the last six months, I had my second divorce and Mm -hmm. going through that process, you know, it's a hard transition, but also I've never been more happy. You know, I've never felt more fulfilled. I've never felt more in line with my values and the things that I want to achieve in life. And so I'm at a very good place, but it's not always easy. Yes. And I love that you bring that up because I think a lot of the time in the personal development space is and, and maybe an outside perception, or at least I felt this way before I was wrapped up in it all, is like there's this kind of bouncing on clouds and unicorns and butterflies and rainbows, and it's all great and dandy, and we're all just here living a better life. And yeah, sometimes the outcomes feel like that. Sometimes, you know, the space that you're in right now where you've released maybe some of the people who weren't serving you, um, And the beliefs that aren't serving you and stepping into this is who I am and what I want. That's amazing and awesome. And the outcome is great. And the process can be really sad Mm -hmm. and heartbreaking. And it's a part of the journey that's necessary and needed. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I definitely felt, you know, so to be, you know, completely transparent with my second marriage, I was married to a man who had multiple affairs, you know, to Mm -hmm. be perfectly honest, he had seven and it was the seventh affair 
that I decided enough, like enough is enough. And I feel like over the years, you know, I had multiple opportunities that I could have put myself first, but I didn't. I was so afraid of being alone. I was so afraid of letting people down. I was so afraid of disappointing my children. I was so afraid of all of these things that I just sat there and I, you know, I thought that because there was money, like everything was great. You know, we lived in a beautiful home, all of these things, it doesn't make, it doesn't make your life better. And so that's that through that whole process, it was really learning. What do I need? Well, I need to love me. Like, how can I expect mm-hmm. somebody else to love me and respect me and honor me if I'm not even doing that for myself? You know, I really believe in that rule that we teach people how to treat us. And if I'm mm-hmm. going to allow this behavior, you know, within my own home, you know, I'm, I'm inviting that in. I'm showing that that's okay. And as I'm disrespecting myself by, you know, eating all of these extra calories or, you know, whatever it is, people have different, you know, they're different, you know, poison for lack of a better word, you know, shopping or all of this stuff. At the end of the day, you know, inside, you know, it still hurts. You're still miserable. And so really just taking that responsibility and, mm-hmm. you know, enough, like, what am I going to do and how, how am I going to take what I've learned and, and move forward with it? And so that's what I did. Yeah. And that's amazing. This is such an amazing example because I think I, I try to share with family and friends of what it means to take responsibility for the things that have happened in your life. And I get a lot of pushback on that. Yeah. And this is the perfect example of, well, Melissa, you're not responsible for your husband cheating on you. Right. Like that's his fault. That's his problem. And, and to some degree, I'm like, yeah, that guy sucks. You know, I can like drop into that state so easily. And I do kind of feel that way. But I also think that there is an opportunity to your point. Let's look at patterns here that are creating this experience. And yeah, he's the one who's making the conscious actions and decisions to go out and behave a certain way. And how do I get to look at how I'm contributing? And to your point, it was like my own lack of self-respect and self-love allowed him to, you know, feel the same way about me or whatever. Like this is such a prime example. And I love your willingness to share on this because um, that is like a telltale sign of of growth and shift and belief change and taking that radical responsibility. Yeah, I completely agree with that. I feel like through this process, people couldn't understand. And when I say people, I mean like my, my close friends and family, they couldn't understand why I wasn't super angry at, you know, this man Mm -hmm. who I was leaving. And, you know, when I really get honest with myself, it was more the fact that, when you take a hundred percent responsibility for everything that has happened, there never should have been seven affairs. You know, the Mm -hmm. first affair, I really should have taken responsibility and not allowed the fear or, you know, the judgment, you know, all of these other things that I was feeling to prevent me from taking the action that I needed to take. So, you know, yes, he had seven affairs and yes, it was hurtful. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say that it didn't, you know, affect my self-esteem and it probably helped motivate me along this journey of, you know, releasing the 115 pounds that I lost. But then again, at the, you know, at the end of the day, it was everything that I needed to, to move forward and to be where I am now. And then to be able to, 
to help other people, you know, live in their bliss and, and really figure out what their ideal life is and how to achieve that. Yes. I think the importance behind this is, is that self-connection and that, that self-love. So how, when you think about people pleasing, how does that affect the rest of our lives? Because I know that, you know, you've shared that people pleasing impacts your overall health and your overall happiness. So can you talk Mm -hmm. to us a little bit about that? Yes. um, So I really look at, I take like this holistic approach. So mind body connection. Um, I really try and focus in on how one area of your life impacts the other. Like everything has to be in alignment. So let's say if you're at work and you're working, you know, a nine to five job and you're absolutely miserable and you are taking on more work than you should be taking on, you aren't getting paid enough, you know, you are not getting credit for the things that you do, you know, all of these tech, you know, it's actually all of those people pleasing things, they will impact you at home. Mm -hmm. So it's going to affect your relationships with your partner, with your family, with your friends, with your children, and then it affects your relationship with yourself. So once you start going into the mindset of, I hate my job, you know, I, people at work suck or my relationship sucks, you know, my children are driving me crazy. You know, once you start going there, that's when all of the other stuff starts happening. So that's when it affects your health. People start to eat their emotions. Mm -hmm. People start to drink too much. They are shopping too much. You know, they are gambling or whatever, you know, sex addiction, whatever these these things that they do to numb out. And that's when, you know, it really has a full impact on everything in your life. So, you know, I really, when I work with my clients, it's really figuring out where they're at, you know, what, what's happy for you? What do you feel like needs improvements? And once you start going through this whole process, then you can figure out, okay, well, what's not in alignment? Well, what would you really like to happen? You know, taking those steps, then you can start getting everything back on track. And ultimately, you know, even for myself and everybody that I've worked with, it really comes down to, it's more than just the food that you're eating. You know, you have to, you have to feed your mind, you have to feed your body and you have to feed your soul. And so everything is connected. And yeah, so everything, once you're living in that, everything just kind of comes together. Yeah. And I love that you brought up happiness too, because you had said, I, I don't know if this is verbatim, but you said, let's figure out what your happy is. And immediately mm-hmm. I jumped to, right, because like, okay, the perfect example is I'm at my goal weight that society tells me I should be at and I'm still not happy. And it's like, okay, right. these are outside external sources that we feel will validate us and then create happiness. Right. And I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think what you're, what you're saying too is like that validation needs to come from inside. It needs to be internal validation because regardless of what the external world is doing or saying that will not, that will have like little snippets and sprinkles of, quote unquote, happiness for you, but that's not going to create a fulfilling life. Right. I, I really, you know, I really believe that we're chasing feelings. You know, everything that we want in life, we want the feeling that it gives us. So, you know, when you think about losing weight and being this ideal weight, it's really how you feel when you're that weight. It's how you feel 
in regards to the attention that you get. It's how you feel with the compliments mm -hmm. you get. It's the feeling behind that. And it's also in relationships, you know, you, you chase the feeling of the relationship. It has nothing to do necessarily with the other person. You chase that feeling and with your careers and all of these things, you know, when you go out and you make a big purchase, you're super excited. You know, I've got this thing. It really had nothing to do with the thing though. It's that feeling that you got from that. So then it's really checking in and saying, wait a second, how do I get that feeling inside? Mm -hmm. How do I give that to myself? It really has nothing to do with all of these other people or all of these other objects. So once you can fill yourself up and you realize what else brings you happiness, nothing else, really nothing else matters. And so you can have very little money and still be as happy and as blessed and as thankful and live in the gratitude and live in that yummy space as some people who have, you know, unlimited amounts of resources coming in and they could actually be unhappy. So it's really realizing what that is for you and what lights you up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So say that there's somebody listening who resonates with being a people pleaser and maybe they don't fully buy in that they're a people pleaser, but think, Hmm, I've kind of done that before. What would you say to somebody who's just realizing, I think I might be a people pleaser and where do I go with that information? What do I do with that? I would, I would welcome anybody. I have this community on Facebook, a private group. I would love to welcome any of your listeners to reach out and join my community um, really like surround yourself with people, surround yourself with people who inspire you and who push you to be your best self. Mm. And so it's, it's finding a community that puts you outside of your comfort zone, because if you are realizing that, okay, maybe I do have some of these people pleasing tendencies, but you continue to surround yourself with your environment, it's going to be really hard to make those changes if you're not introducing something new. And so, you know, really just learning how to, to recognize, you know, I, I say that I'm a recovering people pleaser. I feel like everybody out there is a people pleaser to some level. You know, we all do things at some point to, you know, please somebody else to get a, a better position, you know, to, you know, get a leg up in our career. You know, we're at some point we make a decision to do something outside of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I really feel like even for me, you know, I'm a recovering people pleaser. I feel like it's always going to be there. You know, it shows up and you just kind of have that conversation with yourself and you're like, okay, I see you. Like, I see that you want me to, to say yes to this thing that I really want to say no to. And I I'm okay. Like I'm going to say no, like, even though it's scary and I'm afraid somebody's not going to like me, it's honoring that and really realizing that a lot of times when we're people pleasing, we're doing it out of fear. And so it's when we are trying to better ourselves or to make different decisions, we have to realize that those old patterns and those old tendencies come up to keep us safe. And it's, we need to step out of that. Our freedom is outside of our comfort zone. And once you get comfortable with taking those steps and taking those risks, it's not so scary after that. And you just keep chasing that feeling. You keep chasing the happiness that comes with that. Mm -hmm. And you learn it's not so bad to put yourself first. And it's okay. Like, I'm going to go get my nails done. And I'm going to put myself first today. And I'm going to do that. And 
the kids can stay at home and watch TV. <laughs> you know, it's, it's really, it's really making those decisions. Totally. And I think too, that the idea around people pleasing and putting ourselves first comes from, like you said, a place of fear and comes from just wanting to belong and just wanting to be liked most of the time. And it makes me think, oh my gosh, what does your little girl need to hear? Or what does your little boy need to hear to keep you calm and safe and knowing? And the crazy thing is, and you've hit on this, this whole conversation is we're the only ones who can provide that peace for ourselves. So you can people please all you want. And that's not reaching your, like you will never reach the goal, the positive intention of people pleasing through people pleasing. Right. Because people can see you, whether you want them to see you or not, they see you. And the other thing too, and I have so many feelings about this because I also have done a lot of people pleasing in my life. So I'm just chatty, chatty, chatty. But the other thing is like, People really love people who are authentic. Right. Like you think about, I don't know, celebrities who people are drawn to. I think Angelina Jolie. Okay. She really does her own thing. Like doesn't really care what the rest of the people around her are doing. She's going to adopt babies. She's going to do her own thing. She's going to, or Beyonce, like doesn't subscribe to the typical I'm going to be six in or doesn't subscribe to the other celebrity stuff that's happening or signing up with campaigns or doing this or that. She's just beating to her own drum and people are drawn to that. And people pleasing does not allow the space for authenticity to come through. Yeah, you are absolutely correct. It's, you know, like you, you know, like you had said, it makes you think about what, you know, your little girl or, you know, a little, your little boy, you know, man or woman, the patterns are developed when we're young. Mm -hmm. You know, these are things, these are coping skills that we developed when we were, you know, early, early ages, you know, whether we would develop these to cope and to fit into our own family dynamic or whether we were trying to fit in at school, you know, it starts so young and it just, it just sticks with us. And then we get better and we get better and we get better at doing it. And then, you know, here we are as adults and it's like, wait a second, you know, this doesn't feel right. Well, no, it's not right because you're reliving these, these things that we needed when we were little. And so, you know, I couldn't agree more. It's, it's really checking in with, with that younger part of yourself and realizing that, you know, at the age of eight, you did the best you could, mm-hmm. you know, you, you, you did the best you could. But what did you really need? Like, what would you wish that you had? And once you can tap into that, that'll save you in any situation, whether you're, you know, interviewing for a job or you're want to propose to your partner, you know, whatever it is, when that those old stories and those old beliefs start coming up and you feel like you're going to fall back into that pattern of pleasing somebody else, if you can just check in and what do I need Mm -hmm. and what is going to keep me safe and realizing that it's all inside you're you're complete as you are Mm -hmm. then you can make that decision to what can you add to your life to make it better because you're already whole and complete yeah you've already got everything that you need inside of you 
it's already there. And one thing I would offer too is that it's easy, especially as a people pleaser, to have a lot of chatter going on in your head when you're sitting thinking, what do I really want to do? Because that's the first step, right? Like getting centered with yourself and what, and asking, what is it that I, Emma, is craving or needing or wanting to sit in my own happiness and my own authenticity to fill up my cup first so I can give for my saucer. And it's easy for external chatter that, by the way, we make up because you aren't hearing what everybody else is thinking. It's just your own story playing in your head. And what I would offer is if you have a way or a couple extra minutes to do some deep breath work and left hand on heart, right hand on lower belly, and just like couple deep breaths and really ask yourself, your soul will come through and tell you. Yes, absolutely. And just getting quiet and listening. We've and and Melissa, your point, it's like we've we've got it all inside of us. We just get to pay attention. We get to shut that chatter out and just listen to what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, that is such a good point because there are so many times I hear, you know, even my own clients or family and friends, like, I just, I don't understand. I don't understand why this is happening. You know, why does this keep happening to me? And once you really take a moment, right. And you sit into that feeling and then you start thinking about what, what were the signs that I had leading up to it? Mm. We all have that. We all have our inner compass. We all have our intuition and we have all ignored it. Mm-hmm. They, we have all made decisions in life where we've ignored our intuition. We've ignored our higher self coming through, trying to talk to us. You know, the universe opens up those doors for you, you know, and you have to be willing to walk through them. And if you're not going to check into that, that's why it keeps happening to you. So like you said, just, just sitting there, getting calm, getting quiet, doing the breath work. That's why meditating is so important. You know, a lot of people don't meditate because they are judging themselves about not knowing how to meditate and really just taking the time and committing to yourself that you're going to start with, even if it's two minutes, like I'm going to go, I'm going to, you know, quiet place. I'm going to close my eyes and I'm going to check in. And I'm going to check in, ignore the outside noise, the outside chatter. And what is my heart telling me? What is my soul telling me? And then what is your gut telling you? Because it's there. If you're quiet enough and you listen to it, your guidance and everything you're looking for is inside. Yeah, I love that you brought up uh, the judgment around, am I doing this right? Is it working? I have a friend who's recently stepped into the personal development world and she always is saying things like, well, I did it, but I don't think, I don't think I did it right. Or I don't think it worked. And it's like, no, there's no doing it right. Or it works because we're all so different. And the fact is like just taking the first step in trying that's it working. That's it. Like you get to just try and witness and have like sitting from that observer perch without, is this right or wrong? Am I getting out what I'm supposed to get out of it? No, no, no. Just release that and experience what you experience and know that that's exactly what was for your highest good. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We all have a tendency to overthink things 
And um, just the other day, I was on another podcast and I was asked about, you know, if I could give five tips today to give somebody that first step to making a choice to, you know, improve their life. And one of, one of those, my fifth step is to stop overthinking, Mm -hmm. like just, just act, just act and do what, what your, your soul is telling you to do. And once you stop overthinking it and you just go with the process, you know, it's, it's really getting comfortable and surrendering Mm -hmm. and realizing that you don't have to control everything. All you need to do is take that first step. Once you take that first step, then you'll see further ahead of you. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I like to I like to use the the comparison or the analogy to an automobile. You know, so you're driving at night and you've got these lights. Well, the lights only show the road in front of you that you need to see. And then as you travel a little bit further, more of the road lights up. It's the same thing on this this journey that we're all on in life, and we're all trying to get there. And there really is nowhere, you know, you're never going to get there. There never is an ending point. Mm. You know, you're always going to grow. You're always going to change. And so once you get comfortable in the uncomfortable, you know, environment that you're in, then that's when you start, you can move mountains. That's when things start changing. Yeah. Such a great reminder of the quote there. Like when I get there, I'll be happy. It's the same thing with, um, I mean, your weight loss experience, it's like, why am I not happy now? And there, this is my all-time favorite reminder for myself, too, is there is no there. There is no there. There is right now. There is life right now that is happening. And sometimes we forget to sit in the celebration. And so even when we get there, it's not exciting because we're just moving on to the next thing of what's next, what's better, what's coming, da 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 so the, the whole idea of when I get there, then I will be blank does not serve us Mm-mm. at all. No, it, it sets us up for failure. It really does because that plays out in every aspect of your life that plays out in, in your, your weight and your health. You know, once I lose X amount of pounds, then I will, you know, once I cut out me and I become, you know, a vegetarian, then I will. And so when you're playing that win then game, you're never, you're never going to be successful because then it's, once I get this promotion at work, then I will, you know, there's always that then. Mm -hmm. And if you're doing that, you're never, you're never going to be fulfilled. You're chasing external instead of being satisfied and living in the moment of gratitude and being happy with what you have. There's happiness in every situation. And I know that sounds kind of like our unicorns and rainbows and glitter, but there really is, you know, if, if you really check in to where you're at and find find your happy, it's there. You just have to be present and you have to really, really check in. And what are you looking for? And it's all around you. You're just not seeing it. Right. And it's, it's that getting curious, what is serving me here? Oh, yes. What am I learning here? Actually, I'll have a post that talks about just that. Like sometimes the reroute is such a blessing and it's hard to see that in the moment. But what we get to do is get curious of, okay, how is this serving me? How is this maybe creating an experience that I wouldn't have had otherwise? How is this a lesson for me? And getting to just dig deep into what that might look like. 
Yes, absolutely. You know, I, I love that because so many times I find that, you know, people that I work with or even myself, like, you know, when I first started this whole process, you know, why, why are these things happening to me? And once you, once you realize, wait a second, it's not happening to you. It's really happening for you. Where's your lesson? What's your blessing? It's there, you know, and coming from somebody who's had two divorces, you know, what was my lessons and what was my blessing? And, you know, honestly, once you check into what you're learning, because everything is a learning experience, Mm -hmm. whether you're learning, I'm not going to do that again, (laughs) right? Or you're learning how it benefited you. What did you get from it? And that will only take you one step closer to your next, your next level. Cause we're all, you know, our goal in life is to level up mm-hmm. and there never is a top, right? So it's just every day, like every day is a new opportunity to try again, you know, making decisions every day that puts you one step closer. Yeah. So speaking of, tell us about the return to self personal development process that you created and how that plays into all of Absolutely. this. So this is, um, this is the process that I developed through my own, my own journey and through everything. Basically I took everything that I needed over the last like seven years and um, put it all together in this process. So if you can imagine like the food pyramid mm-hmm. and so the bottom of my pyramid is self-love and confidence. And once you are living your life and you are living for yourself and you are really taking care of loving yourself and being okay and being happy with where you are, things start to build on that. And then the next level of my pyramid is balance and life plan. And it's really learning how you can do everything in life as long as everything's balanced, whether that's you know, eating or that's work or that's travel, making sure that you're getting your fun time. You know, as adults, we tend to forget that we need to play also, you know, are you, are you fulfilling yourself? So once you take your balance in your life plan, then from there, I go into nutrition and health because your nutrition and health is going to be in alignment once your life is balanced and you have your plan in place and you're loving yourself and you're living in your confidence and you're happy where you are. So then the nutrition health all just kind of comes together. And then, so from there it moves into relationships and family Mm -hmm. and that's just part of your whole being. You need to surround yourself with people who love you, people who support you and people who inspire you and lift you and push you to be your best self. And then so from there, it goes in the tip of my pyramid is actually career and money. Mm. And once everything else is in alignment, that's the icing on the cake because everything builds on top of each other. And so, yeah, that's my my return to self personal development process. I love it. I love it. So if people want more of that and more of your Mm -hmm. insight and wisdom or if they maybe want to work with you, what ways do you work with your clients? What are some of the options of ways for people to connect with you? Um, so, you know, I love my group. My group is, um, on Facebook and that is people pleasers to self-assured badasses with Melissa Lynn. So I would invite everybody to come in and join the group. Um, I have, I do hot seat coaching in there. I answer questions. I'm very present within the group. 
uh, from there, I do have Instagram and that's Coach Lisa Lynn on Instagram. And um, I am super excited. I haven't gone public. So this is kind of like you guys are the first to know. But uh, in, <laughs> in November, I am hosting a return to self women's retreat in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And um, it's going to be a weekend intensive work and also self-care and play. So with all of that together, that's going to be um, some of the big things that are coming up. And everybody can reach out through social media or on my website, which is lissalynn.com. Amazing. And I will link all of your social media and website information down below under this podcast. So if you're looking to connect with Melissa, you can do so from those links. And Melissa, thank you so much for being here. It's so fun. Always a pleasure getting to learn from you and chat with you and just experience your yum that you're offering to the world. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited that I got to be here with you and I love everything that you're doing and your spirit. And, you know, I, together we're going to rise up and everybody's going to live happy. Yes, girl. I love it. <laughs>